0: If you like plays, if you like Neil Simon, you are going to be in for a real treat at the New Jewish Theater. They're reuniting actors for the production Broadway Bound. And on the line, we have Spencer Cruz, who's an actor, writer, producer. Spencer, welcome to St. Louis in Tune. Hi, thank you. Tell us a little bit about this. I was reading that you have been in the previous cast and now the cast is getting all together. Is that how that worked?
1: Yeah, I, I did Brighton Beach Memoirs, which is the first play in the trilogy. I did that in 2019, right after graduating from college. And so Jacob Bleckier, who plays Eugene in the current production, was also in that one with me back in 2019. As was Chuck Brinkley, who plays our dad in the one right now. He was also in Brighton Beach memoir. So we all went separate ways. Jacob and I moved. He moved to New York City, and I moved to Los Angeles. And over three years later, we somehow all ended up back in St. Louis to do this other one, and it's been a dream come true.
0: So this trilogy that Neil Simon has put together, it's the, I guess I don't want to give it away a lot, but it's as young Eugene grows up and becomes an adult, and then he's trying to break into show business with you. You're playing Stanley, his brother, correct? Yep. Yep. Yes, yeah, correct. All the characters in the
1: play they're filtered through Neil Simon's memory because Eugene is based on him as a young man. So you're seeing like how he views everybody in the family as they grow up throughout these plays. And this one, I think he's really Neil Simon was really paying tribute to how all of his family members played
0: a huge part in him having this launch that led for it playwriting career that he eventually had. What's the challenge with playing a part that you did the younger version and now you're doing the older version? Are there challenges that come up as you're trying to think about how the character has matured over the course of time? Or has Simon helped that out in just some of the dialogue and some of the background information that maybe individuals in the audience wouldn't see?
1: Sure. On a personal level, I have three and a half more years of life experience under my belt. And that's been really cool to come back a character who's aged in the play after I've aged, too. So I have that going for me. But then Neil Simon, he's written just some really complicated characters in this play. And like Stanley, for instance, as he's gotten older, he's gotten more ambitious and hungry to get out of the house. But at the age of 27, he's still living at home with his parents and little brother. So I think there's an opposition in that play of him really Stanley, loving his family, but simultaneously wanting to be his own man and get outside of the house and into the
0: real world. Now, you mentioned that you did this first play when you were right out of school, and I know you went to Webster U, Webster University, and then you went to, the is it the Sargent Conservatory of Theater Arts? Yeah. So back when I was there,
1: it was called the Webster Conservatory of Theater Arts, but then, um, the late dean of the school was Peter Sargent. He passed away, and then they raised some funds to do a renaming and like recrypting of the conservatory under his name. So now it's called Sargent Conservatory, but yeah, that's where I was trained.
0: So you did some background theater work probably in high school and then carried that on into college. And I want you to give, give us a little background of yourself so we can see that transition that you've made, even from actor now to writer and producer.
1: Yeah. So, Theater has always been a second home to me.
0: Like I I think I did my first play in
1: middle school when I was like 12 years old. And from then on, I just got on a roll where I was pretty much always in the cast of a school play during school year. And then there were summer things that would happen at community theaters. And I grew up in, in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area. And we have this really great community theater called Grand Rapids Civic Theater that you walked into the theater, you would think you were in a Broadway house. It's one of those places that has just gotten a lot of really good community support. So they do camp and shows and all kinds of stuff. So between school and that theater, I had a theater home as a kid. And then by the end of high school, I was thinking, okay, I want to basically follow that and keep up the acting and everything. So I I took a gap year, to make a long story short, I just didn't find a place that I wanted to go study, and during that gap year, I found Webster, and was super lucky to end up in St. Louis, because it was a city that I didn't really know much about before, and Webster Groves itself is similar to the town that I grew up in, um, kind of classic small town feel and everything. But that experience at the Conservatory was great, because we took so many different classes around the emphasis of acting so my interest in writing grew out of that and we also took some improv comedy classes and dramaturgy which is like writing about plays and researching plays and everything so I took all that great training with me out to Los Angeles and mm-hmm. since getting out there I've just shifted into this gear of making my own work. So this past year I made my first short film with my my girlfriend who directed it. I wrote the script and I acted in it, she directed and we've got the thing going now where we're working on the next one. And it's just a, a more viable way to make stuff, especially in Los Angeles, when you're doing the writing and producing on your own. So I've learned to do those roles
0: in order to support my acting habit. I get that because a lot of it is connections and funding and having time to really devote to what you want to do if you have somebody who's backing you financially and, and doing all those kinds of things. So if you're wearing multiple hats, it makes it a lot more conducive to produce something and put something out. And I'm sure there are plenty of theaters out there. Are these like uh, smaller venues or when this is produced or how do, uh, how is that done?
1: Phil, so before the pandemic, there were a lot more what would It'd be called Storefront Theater. So it's like, it's the kind of place you could walk by on the street and you might not even know that it was a theater space. But they're typically 99 seats or smaller. But the pandemic really ravaged a lot of those theaters because they operate on such tight budgets like all theaters do really, but maybe even tighter than you would expect like in the St. Louis art scene. So I think right now there are companies that are remounting and some new ventures that are happening. So I haven't really ex- the theater scene in los angeles that much myself just primarily because of the pandemic and doing the self-producing and self-writing and everything but we do have a couple regional theaters there, comparable to the repertory theater of st louis sure. of getting these larger broadway shows and whatnot and for instance they just did this play called the inheritance that is this massive play in two parts, but like a spiritual successor to Angels in America, which the Rep did a couple years ago. And so they had all kinds of actors who were New York actors and people who had been on TV and everything, but that's like the top here. And then
0: there's all the other stuff that I mentioned that filters up into that. We're talking to Spencer Cruz, who's an actor, writer, producer, and he's actually playing Stanley in the new Jewish theater production, Broadway Bound, which is playing right now. It started January the 19th and will end February the 5th. You can get some tickets by going to New Jewish Theater, and they will help you get through there. Or The box office is open Monday through Friday, and that's out at the Wool Theater at 2 Millstone Campus Drive in St. Louis. The shows are at 7.30 p.m. and 4 p.m. Spencer, the many times people see plays and Some are, I'm thinking about Tennessee Williams, and we're talking about now Neil Simon, who people who are playwrights often put themselves in the roles that other people play. The relevance of this particular show or what Simon did to current day kinds of what's going on in the world. In other words, people might say that was written 50 years ago. So there is no relevance to today. How do you answer that question to somebody who would bring that up to you?
1: Yeah, I think there are a lot of issues in the world right now that seem more important and more worthy of our attention than what's happening in our household, like war and climate change and the list goes on and on. But at the end of the day, most people spend most of their lives in some sort of home situation with a family that might not be a nuclear family, might be atypical, whatever the family setup is. It, we live life in families. And that's what Neil Simon wrote about. And he really gets into the depth of the pain and the humor that exists in all families. And I think that is relevant because that's something that people were stacked up together during the pandemic and probably experienced it in a completely new way. Where things in your partner or your children or your grandfather who lived with you that you normally wouldn't have experienced because you were out in the world more or something. But yeah, I think he's holding up a mirror to
0: to the reality and coexisting. Yeah. Which is always gonna be important. Do you think that his writing is easier to identify as a character, like when you are doing your preparation, or maybe I'm just reading into a little bit about what you said than other playwrights? In other words, when you read his his words and you're trying to perform a role, does he give you background? Does he give you enough of the emotion of that? Or is that something that, you know, every playwright does and you just have to learn what that is and pull that out of, of your own personal experience?
1: I think he's a very accessible writer to approach as an actor. And with this specific role, I can't speak for his whole canon because I've only played Stanley in this play in Brighton Beach memoir, but the frustration of being a sibling who wants another sibling, especially a younger sibling to cooperate with a dream or a, a, a goal or a project or something, that's something that I can absolutely relate to. I have a little sister and there's something universal about the way that he writes, even though it is specific to the family that is being depicted in the 1940s, I have been able to recognize all kinds of little glimmers of my own experience in this character and in this family. And I think that is unique to Neil Simon because because there are a lot of playwrights that write in a more abstract way or their language is a little more poetic maybe, but the language of Neil Simon is the way that real people talk to each other, even in a way that we recognize now in 2023.
0: That's very interesting. Because we we get a lot of that from Tennessee Williams. There's a lot of things that are relevant from what he writes. And w- do you think your role would change if you played one of the other roles in this particular piece, or how would it change?
1: Huh. Yeah, Jacob Fleckier, who, who? played Eugene. He and I joke sometimes about what if we which part of the matinee, and uh, I played Eugene, hmm. so he played Stanley, because there have been. Like the famous production of Sam Shepard's play, True West, where they actually had the actors switch apart, but I mean, it's two brothers that are the lead in that play. So it, there's some precedent for that kind of experiment. But it would be really interesting to play the younger brother. That's really the only one that I could conceivably be cast as right now. But yeah, I think just switching around... Um, the energy and objective and everything would be very interesting and it would look odd on stage probably because i'm probably six inches taller than jacob so if he was my older brother you'd be the domineering older brother but he
0: would be a little shorter than me which would make the interesting stage picture <laughs> now you've Delved into the writing and producing. What's the future hold for you? What does Spencer see on the horizon in the next five to ten years?
1: So next five to ten years! Wow. I'm I've been inspired by working on this play to to maybe go to playwriting a little bit. And I have some different ideas that I have shelved away for a while that I might go back to. But I've got a couple ongoing writing projects in as far as. TV writing goes, and I'm doing stand-up comedy in Los Angeles, which is a writing exercise as much as anything. But my, my hope in the next five to ten years is to keep reintegrating all these artistic pursuits that I've gotten into since I was a kid. I, I don't think I'll ever stop acting. It's just about redefining how that acting happens, like they're or self produced or getting me come... Mm-hmm. To St. Louis or some other place to do a play, but I want to keep it up and keep telling
0: stories and start to tell my own stories and move into that space like Neil Simon did. Very interesting. Now, one question, excuse me, one question that I ask all artists or performers, musicians or theater people or however they are, is: you have some young budding actors who want to get into the business, want to break into the profession. What are some words that you tell them to encourage them or give them guidance? What would those be, Spencer?
1: I would say if you're a young person who has any interest in acting or the theater, first place to look is at your school. Most school, I would almost say all schools have some version of this, whether it's an English class that is doing themes where people are standing up and reading them to study a play in class or a drama club or school production i think great because you'll not only get to get involved but you'll meet other kids who are interested in it and then your community grows from there and besides that i would take a look at community theater because like i mentioned that one that i was involved with was just huge and helping me get going with all the stuff and then last there's there's some really great kid be yeah there's these Kid Theater organizations, like with the Muni Teens and the Stages Program for teenagers, those are a little bit more advanced, but those are things maybe
0: set as gold for the long term if you really want to get involved as a kid. So somebody's going to ask you this question. They probably have already. Why is theater important? Because the arts are always on the end, the short, I would say this, a broad brush statement, the short end of the stick in many times for kids growing up, whether it be music programs, choir band, art class, all those ancillary things, being a thespian that holds kids in school, that is the link and the hook. Why is it important? Because you're now going to speak to people who fund these programs. Why is it important to keep this kind of art program going?
1: My answer for this is easy and obvious. It is something that gathers people together and makes them put their phones down pay attention to each other and huh. listen and I think especially for kids that is like at the very top of the list of important things that we should be doing for children and just getting people used to not looking at a screen to get entertainment or to receive stories but actually to be in the room with people who are living and breathing and speaking to each other I just think it's super important and I Coming back to do a play, which I haven't done in three years, I have noticed that it's been really good to be in a reversible state where there's no phones out and we're talking to each other and making eye contact, which shouldn't be a novelty, but it almost seems like it is at this point. And, but yeah, just getting people together and then and, uh, as audience members, having a place to go to communally sit down
0: and watch a story that isn't just in the living room on Netflix. Huge. That's very refreshing to hear you say that, and I greatly appreciate that. We've been talking to Spencer Cruz. He's starring in the new Jewish theater production Broadway Bound. He's playing Stanley in that particular role. Tickets at jccstl.com. The program started January 19th and will end Sunday, February 5th. So folks, get out and get tickets to go see this particular play. Spencer, we greatly appreciate your time today, sir, and talking to us on St. Louis in Tune. It's been my pleasure. you for having me. Okay. Thank you, Spencer. Thanks a We appreciate you listening to this episode of St. Louis in Tune. If you enjoy this episode, please consider letting us know. The best way to do this is by rating us on Apple Podcasts. You could even write a review. St. Louis in Tune is produced in cooperation with KWRH 92.9 FM and Motif Media Group. For St. Louis in Tune, I'm Arnold Stricker.